Welcome to the Atom Ventures podcast. My name is Byron Patel. I'm the Managing Director of Atom Ventures and Atom CTO. And today I'm here with Michael Win- Winter from Lightbulb Media. Say hello, Michael. Uh, hey, hey, how are you, Byron? Thanks very much for having me on. Doing very well. So today we are kind of following in that masterclass demystifying style of podcast that I have. And we'll be talking about digital marketing because you obviously with Lightbulb Media have, are helping people with digital marketing and driving customers to their site, getting more leads really, essentially. So before we get into the main thing, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, as you said, work uh, for my for my own agency, uh, Lightbulb Media, and primarily we uh, we, we do done-for-you services, basically, uh, which is um, digital marketing to help small business owners, and particularly small business owners who are just getting started. Uh, we help them with digital marketing services to help them get traction if maybe they, their website isn't going as well as they'd hoped or they'd like in general more traffic leads and sales and more recently we've been focusing our attention on educating people because what we found is um startups and specifically people who are bootstrapping their company they don't have the funds um not only do they don't have the funds for marketing or or, or the funds they have for marketing is very limited they definitely don't have funds to pay an agency fees to do the marketing as well so we're trying to help them and educate them so that if they are on a very tight budget, they can learn to do it themselves because that's something that um, it's it, it's a great way to save money, basically, at the beginning. It, it's not something I'd recommend that you do throughout the life of your business because it's hard to wear all of those different hats, if you will. It's hard to be the, the driver of sales, to be the accountant, to be the HR, to be everything in your company. But when you're first getting started, marketing is, is the one thing that um, people kind of see as a luxury. But uh, it, it's fundamental in, in any business success. So if you know how to do it for yourself, then it can be the difference between a successful business or giving up too early before before you, you've given your business a chance to succeed. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been there a number of times over the years with different companies and marketing for some reason is always the one that's the hardest. That and finding the name of your company, but marketing always seems to be the hardest yeah. for, for a number of different reasons. Because A, it's a time time consuming. Um, B, then you figure out what you want to say and how you want to say it and who you want to say it to. Uh, and then also it's really about the execution piece, right? As you say, yeah. getting, it, getting it done, getting out there. All right. So there's lots of different areas we can talk about digital marketing, but uh, nowadays there's a huge focus on SEO. Um, and so what I'd like to do is, is if you can help us demystify, you know, what is SEO? What does it mean to a business owner? What should they really be doing and thinking about when it comes to this term SEO? And I want to, off the back of that, there's a few other things I want to explore, but in briefly, if you can, you know, what should business owners know about SEO? What are the main things, key highlights? Yeah, 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 cool, cool. So uh, SEO, um, yeah, it's a, it's a really broad topic. We could talk for hours and hours upon end uh, just about this topic alone. Um, but it's it's almost, it's strange. It's, it's almost become synonymous with digital marketing in general. People kind of, when they get a website, they, they'll reach out to, to people like me or other agencies and they'll say, can you SEO my website? And they they, they kind of think that that's a, a synonym for, uh, for digital marketing. And that, that's not quite accurate. So SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization. And in a nutshell, and to try to put it into layman's terms, it's the way for you to uh, improve your rankings of the web, of your website in search engine uh, and search engine ranking pages like Google. So to give an example, if you were in the fitness space and somebody Googled um, keto diet or intermittent fasting, you would want your website to be the number one, two or three organic result on the Google search search engine results page. And the way that you can achieve that is, um, again, it's it's a very broad topic, but 
it, it's fundamentally about um, hitting the three main things that that Google, Google in particular, because they have 90% of the market share for search engines. They, they have three kind of ranking factors that they've made public. They don't say what order of, um, of importance each of them has. But if you have a consistent and high quality level of content, if you are acquiring back, backlinks to your website, and if you're also adhering to Google's rank brain algorithm, then you are hitting the three major ranking factors in terms of um, your ability to, to move your website up the rankings and ideally achieve a, uh, a, a top three or at worst uh, page one results. All right. So there's a, so those three things are quite interesting in themselves, right? So when people say high quality, what is meant by high quality? Because so, yeah, at Google, when they first started um, going back, like maybe whatever, like 20 years, people were able to game the system quite easily. And, and they would, uh, what, there was a term called keyword stuffing. And if you wanted to search for the term intermittent fasting, for, for example, you would just stuff that keyword phrase in everywhere you can. And it was more about volume then rather than quality. So over the years, Google is the market leader and they want to remain the market leader. So they have tweaked their algorithm on an ongoing basis so that the results that they provide users are the highest quality. So it's one of the main reasons that Wikipedia shows up for most informational search terms, because Wikipedia has this dearth of um, information. You know, it's a huge, huge site with all of this information. An average page is something like 5,000 or 10,000 words long. So Google is actively and will continue to actively make sure that the results that they provide people are the highest quality. So if somebody is searching for intermittent fasting, to stick to that example, you the, the top uh, results are going to be information about that diet, the benefits of that diet, how you can implement it yourself, and so on and so on. It will probably be a long-form piece that will include several links to other websites. It will include graphs and data and, and graphics and images and all this kind of stuff. It, it's basically high quality means exactly that. It's not about just stuffing keywords in anymore or, or just putting something out there for the sake of it. Google is really, really hot on the fact that they want to prov provide people with the best results when, when somebody uses their search engine. Okay. So then the next thing you mentioned was backlinking, which I think is, is a, is an interesting one because there have been a lot of controversy around that over the years, right? Uh, yeah. 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 There are, things. there are black hat and gray hat ways is the terminology that they're, they're basically that are dodgy ways to get, <laughs> to get backlinks pointing to your site. But basically a backlink is, it's effectively a vote, but uh, it's a it's a weighted vote. So um, if you or I are voting in an election, our vote is only worth one vote. But um, if somebody is voting for your website, and, and by that I mean, let's say uh, you've you've written your intermittent fasting piece, and somebody like Wikipedia or WebMD sends a backlink pointing to your website and this specific page, that's uh, that's a heavy indicator to Google that your website is is valuable and and worth ranking highly because um, websites with really high domain authorities, like, uh, for example, uh, Forbes or Huffington Post or any of the .gov.uk or edu websites, they're all really, really high authority. So when they send a, a link back to your website, th that's, a, that's a big vote of confidence in, in, your, in your content. So it's he more heavily weighted than, for example, if some, somebody with a, a page authority or domain authority of, of one or two sends a link back to your website. They're, they're weighted votes effectively, and and accumulating those means that Google will um, will rank your website higher. 
But those are obviously very difficult to get very early on, mm. even with the, the content piece that you're talking about, because, you know, you, there's only so much content you could write at the very beginning. So, I mean, mm. how long does all this process take and, and how optimistic should business owners be that they're going to be number one on, on the page rankings? Because obviously you see a lot of people saying, I'll make you number one <laughs> in Google. So is it something that can be done overnight? Oh, absolutely not. No. Um, SEO. So for me, SEO is like the marathon. As long as you're intending to be in business for years and years, then SEO is something that you should start at the beginning and it should be a continual process. It should be a part of your overall digital marketing strategy, but you shouldn't expect to see any kind of traction and results for SEO for at least six months. And, and more likely, depending in the, on the, the market that you're in and the competitors that you're up against, you, you shouldn't expect to see really tangible and, and effective results for 12, 18 months plus. Now, there are people who say that they can achieve number one in, in like, whatever, a month or two. It's It can be possible if you're prepared to break the rules, for example. There's black hat techniques where you use, um, uh, basically, they're, they're kind of dodgy ways of acquiring backlinks so that your, the, your, your authority of your site goes up very quickly. Uh, but if you get caught by Google and you penalize, then your website will plummet like a stone and it may never return. So it, it's, it's a big risk to take that, to take that kind of strategy. And it also depends, like I said, on the market you're in, your competitors, and the keywords that you're going after. So let's say, for example, you were going after a keyword such as football boots. You ain't beating Nike and, and Adidas and, um, and whoever else ranks highly for that kind of term. Even Wikipedia, because if it's an informational search, um, then Wikipedia will be up there for that as well. But if, if your keyword phrase is eight or nine or, or 10 words long, then the competition for such searches is much, much lower, but also the search volume is much lower, meaning that less people search for that on a monthly basis. So there's always a caveat. There will be people who say, yeah, well, I can get you page one, but what are they getting you page one for? Is it this nine or 10 or 11 word keyword phrase that very few people are searching for anyway? And it always is the competitive keyword that actually they are, they are getting by underhanded means. All right. Okay. So then obviously this is a slow burn. But, you know, you're starting a new business, you want to get out there quickly and get in front of people. So what are the alternatives? I guess one would be the paid marketing, right? Yeah. So if if SEO is the marathon, then PPC is the sprint, because that's a way of achieving traffic quickly. But obviously, it's not free. SEO SEO can, if, if you do it that way, it can be completely free endeavor. It just requires your time and effort to create content, acquire backlinks, and adhere to all of the other um, Google uh, ranking factors, such as RankBrain, which I mentioned earlier. Whereas PPC, which is paid advertising, such as Google search ads, which you will generally see, they are the the adverts that, that show at the top of Google. Whenever you type in a search term, they are the ones that appear above the organic ranking. So normally there's two or three different um, Google ads. They are there on an auction basis, basically, on an auction basis basically, and uh, people will have paid for the privilege to be at the top of the search rankings on those ads. Other examples of paid ads are Facebook and Instagram. Uh, everybody will have seen uh, if they're flicking through their Facebook or Instagram feed, uh, th there will be a sponsored post, basically, where people are trying to drive traffic to their website uh, and they're paying, obviously, for for the privilege of being shown into somebody's news feed if they aren't already followers of that, of that company. Uh, YouTube is another big one. Anybody who's watched a YouTube video would have seen probably like a pre-roll video where people have paid for have their adverts show before you play the music video or whatever it is that you, that you have. So yeah, that basically is the sprint because of course it costs you money, but it is a way to literally get traffic to your website from day one. But 
there's a lot of pitfalls here, right? Because obviously you can get to spending a lot of money very quickly for really low results. So how do you how do you build a campaign in a sensible manner so that it ensures you're not spending thousands and thousands of pounds and getting like three clicks? I this this is really difficult. So this is one of the areas where it, it sounds like I have an ulterior motive because I run a digital marketing agency. So I'm gonna tell you to go and seek professional advice. But if you don't want to waste money and you, you don't want to spend money and get zero resu- results, then that is one of the big ones where it's 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 far more beneficial for you to spend a little bit of time and money either employing expertise or learning, taking courses and learning how to do it for yourself. Because as you rightly said, if you aren't sure and, and specifically if you aren't comfortable how to set up a Facebook ads campaign or a Google search ads campaign, then it's a very, very difficult learning process to, to understand that very few of these, um, the dashboards are intuitive. So there's a, there's a, there's a lot of learning involved in just, just the setup process alone. But even after you go through that and get an ad running, that doesn't mean the ad is going to work. And if you aren't testing things properly and controlling all of the variables in, in a testing process, then you're never going to be able to determine why an ad worked and why another ad didn't work. So. Again, there are a lot of free resources out there. Wordstream is actually a very, very good resource for PPC advice. Um, so if you're eager to learn how to do that kind of thing on your own, then there are plenty of resources online for free. But having, I, I will say that having somebody kind of lead you by the hand and show you what to do or do it all for you and, and just report results, that's a far more effective way of achieving that low-hanging fruit of of, of tra- pay traffic. So I guess my question then becomes, what kind of budgeting should you put in place if you're a startup new business? And does it depend on what sector you're in? Are there any other kind of variables there? Of course, yeah. There's a multitude of variables when it comes to that. I mean, you, there's very little to be achieved by by spending less than let's say a couple of hundred pound every month on some sort of advertising. But if you're in a sector where you have uh, or, or your product or service is a high ticket, like in the thousands, then the buyer journey generally is longer. So your cost per acquisition or cost per lead is going to be much higher. So even a couple of hundred pound might not even make a single dent. The general rule is to invest 10% of your monthly revenue or your yearly revenue, whichever way you do your budgeting, 10% of your revenue should go back into marketing. So you can allocate that whichever way you want. You, you could be spending that on a digital marketing agency. You could, you could be spending that on paid ads. You could be spending it on sponsorships or um, there's, a, there's a variety of different ways. Um, email marketing, giveaways. There's, there's lots of ways that you can spend that money on an ongoing basis. But a good figure to aim for is 10% of revenue. And, and that's 10% of revenue rather than 10% of budget. So what would you recommend as the key things that a, a startup business should do or, or a small business that's just starting out should uh, look at? I mean, obviously, PPC is, is one thing, but that's expensive. SEO is great, but can take a while. So are there any kind of me- short to medium term things that you think that people should be trying to implement straight away? The, the, the single biggest thing that people should do from day one, and they rarely do, um, mostly because they focus on getting traffic first, uh, but they should be focusing on email marketing from day one. They should be, um, as soon as they get anybody to the website, let's say, for example, you're, you're running SEO and you're prepared to wait. You're prepared to wait 12 months before you get any traction and you start getting traffic. That's great. But when people get to your website, if they don't take any action at that time because it wasn't the right time for them or it wasn't quite what they needed and you don't know why, 
if they arrive on your website after all of that work and then they leave without taking any action at all, you may have lost them forever. So you have to capture something of them. You have to ask them to take an action that one time that they are there. And, and the, the biggest way to do that is, um, is, is via a lead magnet, if you're in some sort of informational or service-based business, or uh, discount codes are generally used for e-commerce. So just basically asking somebody to input their email address in exchange for a PDF guide or an ebook or something that is genuinely valuable to them. You know, it, it can't be rubbish. It needs to be of, of sincere value, but it's worth worthy of them to exchange their email for that resource or, or like a 10%, 15% discount, that kind of thing on an e-commerce store. So the, the, the point I'm making is that you get people to your website in a, in a multitude of ways. You, you can you can wait twelve months and get some some SEO traffic. You can you can pay for ads ads and, and and get money get people. Sorry, you can pay for ads and get people to your site on day one. But if you aren't then asking them to take some sort of action, you're relying on people returning returning of their own volition at, at a time when it's necessary to them. And that's putting a lot of trust in, in in them rather than you take an action, you acquiring an email address so that you can then begin email marketing. And, and email marketing is the biggest conversion of any sales anyway, regardless of right across the board of digital marketing. Right. Okay. That's very interesting to know. So then one of the other questions I've got is that, as I mentioned before, there's lots of companies out there that can help you with PPC or SEO, or whatever it is. How do you determine a good digital marketing agency? So obviously you're going to recommend yourselves, which is great, but you know what what should you be looking out for as a as a business owner because it can get quite expensive especially when you do ppc marketing that it can be uh, and a significant cost on top of the actual budget that you have and uh, that you have to pay for the the service right so so how do you how do you gauge whether someone's good at what they're doing um yeah so actually i wouldn't necessarily just recommend our agency to everybody because we're not well suited to everybody uh, if you have a very large uh, marketing budget in the tens of thousands per month for example then there are agencies out there that are much more um, suited to, to your needs so um, it's not the case of me just saying well try mine and give it a go blah 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 no the, the, there are um, there are agencies of different sizes and even agencies who um, specialize in different sectors that are far more suited to Different industries, different uh, different companies, and different company sizes, different marketing budget sizes. The one piece of advice I would give is, you always want to look at uh, the portfolio or case studies of a company that you you're planning to work with, or you want to try to find the best value for money that that is available if you have a really small budget. And what I mean by that is. If you have a marketing budget in the thousands of pounds, then you can just type in SEO agency on Google and the top, the ones on the, on the first page, they're going to be one of the, some of the best for you to approach because they are there for the reason they are used to dealing with big clients and big budgets. And they will have uh, a huge amount of um, case histories and portfolio history that they can show you and say, this is who we've worked with and this is how we can help you. But you get what you pay for. So that is going to be an incredibly expensive uh, way uh, route for you to take, uh, to take if you want the digital marketing outsourced. If you have a smaller budget, then you may be approaching companies with a very much smaller portfolio or portfolio of companies you've never heard of. And then it's more about putting the trust into, into the people that uh, and getting into a, a dialogue with them and, and trying to find out how much they genuinely will care about your company. Because there's, a, there's a, quite a common adage, basically, where if a marketing budget of 
say £10,000 a month is available, then companies of those sizes, companies that are able to, to meet that kind of budget and have that budget expendable, they are very, very willy-nilly with, with who they engage with because they can just come and go as they please. Marketing is, is um, something that is quite free to them, if, if you see what I mean. It's something mm-hmm. that they have access to and, and they, get, they have the pick of the bunch. When it's a much smaller company and, and it's your baby and, and you're, you're giving trust to somebody else and you have a much smaller budget to work with, every pound is important. So you want to extract value from every single pound that you're investing into the marketing. So it's really important then that when you speak to company owners, uh, sorry, when you speak to agency owners or, or freelancers, that you get a, an understanding that they really will care about you and your company because it's hard to to invite somebody else in, especially when you're just getting started. So th- th- there's a huge risk and reward factor there because you're going to be trusting somebody who maybe doesn't have a portfolio that the larger agencies will have. But what you're, the, the risk is that you know, they, they don't they don't know exactly what they're doing or, or they haven't got the case studies to prove that they know what they're doing. But the reward is if you stumble upon, a, you know, a, a really, really passionate and knowledgeable digital marketer, that you're getting them for a fraction of the cost that some of the big boys, uh, some of the big players in the game will charge. All right. So you guys have set up a, a 30-day challenge. Can we just, what, sorry, can you just tell us a bit more about that and what that entails? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. So... The 30 day challenge is um, it's aimed at getting people who are just getting started or or maybe they have a website that's underperforming. We want to try and help them get get off the zero, basically. So uh, especially at the beginning, people will be sitting there after having spent a lot of time and energy building a website and refining their business model with the product or service or whatever that they're offering. And they can be incredibly demoralizing to sit there day after day looking at your analytics dashboard and just see a row of zeros it's 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 heartbreaking when you're at that stage um and it and it can it's it feels like you're talking into a black hole and it can be the difference between people uh giving their business a real chance of success and quitting too early because they assume that the business model or, or the idea in general isn't viable where actually all that's wrong was the marketing side of things. They, they didn't get it in front of enough people. It's like um, it's like winking at a girl in a dark room. You know you're doing it, but nobody else does. So you're destined to fail. So we want to help people get off that zero. And once that we, we've we've got this 30-day challenge, which positions it as um, uh, get from zero to a thousand site visitors fast. But there's a couple of uh, nuances to that because it's not just any 1,000 people. They are targeted. The, the tactics that we teach are specific to um, the target market that you're operating within. And also, I like to think that 1,000 is a modest is a modest target. So uh, just a few weeks ago, I did uh, one, just one of the five tactics we teach for a client of mine. They had a three-week-old website, and they had zeros across the board, zero Social media followings, zero email subscribers, zero sales, zero site visitors, nothing. They had nothing to work with. Uh, we launched a campaign that ran for six and a half days, and we got just under 8,000 people to go to the landing page we created and 3,000 email subscribers in, in, in less than a week. So I'd like to think that the 1,000 is, is a modest target, and, it, and it's easily exceeded. Um, but if you're... If you're in that position where you're staring at zero, 1,000 targeted site visitors can seem like an awfully long way away. So we're confident of hitting at least that many and probably quite a lot more if you if you execute all of the tactics the way we explain and, and put in a lot of work. You know, it, it is hard work. 
Well, nothing comes easy, I guess. Exactly. Nothing worth having is easy. Exactly. So what are the most common mistakes you're seeing that founders are doing or business owners are doing at this moment in time? So one of them is um, in marketing in general, it's it's executing the, the the latest thing. So going from one you know new shiny object to new shiny object. So whatever the latest blog article that they haven't to read it. Oh, right. Okay. I haven't tried that before. Let's implement that. That, that can be... That that's rarely a, a way to to successfully promote your business. It's focusing on one or two fundamental tactics is uh, is normally the best way to go. SEO being one of them. But if you if you're looking for traffic immediately, then there are other ways outside of SEO, outside of creating long form content and then manual outreach for backlinks. There are other ways of getting people to your site quickly and, and turning them into leads and then hopefully turning them into sales. Another thing is people tend to sit on their ideas and, and create in the dark without telling people about what they're doing. And that can be a huge problem because if you are creating something without telling anybody and then you work on something for 6, 12, 18 months and then suddenly you go, ta-da, here's my new thing and nobody is interested in it, you've expended a lot of time and possibly a lot of money on something that you haven't actually validated yet. So um, I'm a strong believer in in doing product validation in public. So asking people for feedback throughout the whole building process and specifically getting pre-sales. So it's one thing to go to your wife or your father, your cousin and say, I've got an idea. What do you think about this? Oh, yeah, cool. That sounds great. I mean, it, it, they can't just be saying that kind of thing just so they don't hurt your feelings. When you ask somebody for specific feedback or you say to them, give me your email address because I'll keep you updated about this. And then as you're going through the progress of building a company, building a business, you're asking them for feedback as they go. And at some specific point, you say to them, would you be interested in buying this when it's ready to go? If if people start saying yes, you need to start asking for the pre-sale then. And getting, you, you say, I'll, I'll sell it you 50% off right now if you're prepared to pay right now. And then you'll get it when it's finished. That's a great way of validating something that I think not a lot of people do. because they're too afraid of the idea being shot down before they've had a chance to really refine it. So the, one of the biggest mistakes I see is people not getting things out there quickly enough, not failing fast enough so that they can iterate and go again. Uh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. So how do people find you? How do they get in contact with you if they want to, if they like what they hear and they want to engage with you or just learn more about you? Yeah, cool. So, um, if they're interested in, in checking out the 30 day challenge, uh, it's on the website right now. That's Lightbulb Media. Lightbulb is spelled L I T E B U L B. Uh, lightbulbmedia.com. It's the first thing you see on the homepage, the 30 day challenge. Click a button, takes you to a landing page. You input your email address and you get the, the guide. It's, it's huge. It, I, it's, uh, it, I spent a little bit under 180 hours researching and putting it together and it's almost 200 pages long. It's, it's a huge resource and, it's it's only free for the time being. I want to I want to put that out there because it's it's something I will end up charging for. But because I want to help small business owners, it'll be it's free basically to the first one thousand people who download it. As soon as we hit that one thousand number um, of people who get it for free, we'll then be. I think we're going to put it on Absum or Marketplace for nineteen pounds. So it'll still be affordable, um, but it won't be free forever. I better get downloading then after this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, by all means. Um, and then if they're just generally interested, um, then. Twitter handle is at Lightbulb Media. 
Um, and obviously, like I said, the website, lightbulbmedia.com, those are the two best ways at the moment. Well, that's great. It's great that you're actually um, providing such a fantastic free resource to people. And hopefully they'll, they'll do, like, take a look at it and then come back to you for more. I, I hope so. And well, regardless of whether they do come back for more, I'm hoping that it will, it will help a lot of people because the reason I, I, I decided to put so much time and effort into it is because I was there once. So the reason I got into this in the first place, I worked in construction for 10 years and uh, I, I wasn't a job I was passionate about. So I wanted to move into something more creative and, and my passion really is writing. So my original idea was to create like a lifestyle magazine. So I was speaking with my now business partner uh, and I said to him, you know, this is the idea I have. What do you think? And he said, yeah, that sounds great. Um, how are you going to get people to read it though? I was like, oh, I have no idea. <laughs> really good question. <laughs> so, so that's when I started researching digital marketing and, and learning about the subject. And, um, and it, it took a long time because it's difficult to know. It's difficult to, to, to separate all of the, um, the useful and, um, worthwhile information from all of the, you know, all of the crap that's up there. So, um, I, I built this so that it's all in one place. And, and, and like you said, giving it away to people for free, um, for the first, 1,000 people who get it. I, I, it's a, it's a resource I strongly believe in. It, it spent a lot, I spent a lot of time and effort on it. So I'm hopeful that it will be very useful to people. And if they want to learn more, then they're always welcome to, to drop me an email or, or contact me on Twitter or whatever. And the podcast listeners better start, uh, downloading quickly because we get quite a few listens per month. So hopefully, uh, <laughs> that thousand, thousand number will, will hit, be hit pretty soon. So thanks for that, Mike. I think that's been very, very useful for, for small business owners, founders, anyone who's really struggling with uh, marketing, digital marketing at the moment. I think that this has been great. Amazing. Yeah. Thanks very much for having me on that. Uh, yeah. I hope your listeners got some value out of it. And uh, yeah, they're welcome to ask me any questions if they, if they want to, if they want to follow up on anything. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you like what you hear, then please subscribe with the Atom Ventures podcast and you can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all the great podcasting sites. Please also leave a review. And if you want to get in contact, then please visit our site, atomcto.com. You can find us on LinkedIn under Atom Ventures and Atom CTO. And you can email us at info at atomcto.com.